Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. As soon as I'm done with a project, I need to make sure that the desk is clean before I can start something else. Otherwise, I know that I walk past my craft room and if the pile is there, I try to avoid going in there and I don't have as much time as I want. So I need to make sure that whenever I have time, I can be, I'd like to be as productive as possible. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 251. In this episode, I'm interviewing Andrea Lake for the My Way series. My Way is all about celebrating the unique ways memory keepers get things done. We're excited to have Andrea as the February featured artist at Simple Scrapper. Andrea, welcome to Scrapbook Your Way. How are you today? I am good. Really excited and grateful to be here. I am looking forward to our conversation and getting to know you a little bit better. I keep hearing about you everywhere. You seem to have quite a presence these days. Um, Before we go into further details, can you share a little bit about yourself? Yes, absolutely. So, well, first of all, again, thank you for having me. Really happy to be here. I am, my name is Andrea. And I am originally from Venezuela. I was, my mom is from Argentina, but I was born and raised in Venezuela. I lived there until I was done with college. I have always been passionate about color and all of those things, but I was always, when it came to studying and all of that, at least Back in our country, there was, you were supposed to have a real career. So everything related to crafting has always been my hobby. I am, am I graduated in human resources, management of human resources, and I moved abroad. My parents were in the Middle East. So once I was done with college, I moved to the Middle East and realized that I needed to find something else to do if I wanted to keep moving. So I went into hotels, uh, always trying to get, I'm a little bit of an introvert. That's one thing that you do need to know about Mm -hmm. me and everyone. Uh, But I've always been passionate also about 
training and developing people and giving people tools to, you know, do whatever you want. So I have no issues talking in front of people and doing that kind of thing. But I went into human resources because I believed in making the change from within, like working in the corporate world or hotels, which is what I do right now. I always wanted to be in the back. Uh, Right now, I don't know how this happened. I ended up in sales. So I work in sales uh, full-time for hotels, and I was in the Middle East until 2016. I did meet my now husband over there. He is American, and then we moved here to the U.S. in 2016. And 2017 was really when I started understanding how the paper crafting industry worked start understanding how design teams work and the hobby and the just do it for fun and just teach for fun started talking to me and hey this can be you can do more of what you really really love so that's that's why these days you might be you know hearing a little bit more about me it's because I started taking a few things a little bit more seriously I live here I live in Omaha Nebraska right now I lived in Colorado for six years when we first moved here to the U.S. now we are in Omaha Nebraska I lived with I live with my husband we have two kids from his first marriage so they're here and their mom is here as well So we now all get to spend more time with the kids without the traveling and all of those things. So our girl will be 16 in January. Our boy is 14 and we have a five-year-old dog. So this is it. I go to work nine to five every day and then I come home and have fun crafting. So. Yes, yes. And I love how you've combined, you know, your background and your passion for helping others and developing the individual um, and brought that to your paper crafting and the the color-filled life that you've always loved. So it seems like a almost a natural evolution for you. Yeah, I always wanted to be, my first passion when I was a kid was I wanted to be a teacher. So, and that's mm-hmm. how I studied my entire time from elementary school until um, until college, I had my whiteboard. And when I was a kid, I had my dolls and everybody would listen to me studying. And that's how I would prepare <laughs> myself for tests. And yep, it's it's been there. I know that it's always it's always been there. So I'm enjoying that side of it. Well, I can't wait to hear more about what gets you excited and what you're really loving in scrapbooking. But one thing we always love to ask our guests is something that's like right now in your life, what is one thing that is jazzing you up about scrapbooking and memory keeping and paper crafting? And then also what's going on in your life? What's really exciting you right now outside of that world? Well, let's start with that because actually it's perfect timing. We are in the process this week in the process of adopting a puppy. So we had a, yes, we had a meet and greet uh, over the weekend. There was a snowstorm and everything, but we found out that some of the puppies that we had been looking online from some of the rescues, they were having a meet and greet. So we went and met them. So now we are going to have them come to our house over the weekend to meet our dog and see if it's a good fit and 
yeah, hopefully by the time people are listening to this, the update would be how is the puppy doing? Uh, so that's yes, yes. what is, <laughs> yeah. So that's what we what is exciting right now, not scrapbooking related. And I think so scrapbooking related. There are many things this year. So I I can say right now that I am working with the companies that I've always wanted to work with, even before I knew there was this thing called design team and there were a, there was a way to be part of it that was not impossible. I am right now in a position where I can not only work with these companies and use the products that I love to tell my story, but I can also get to know with people and be part of the events and the teaching side of it, which is something that I really wanted. So it's been busy and the first few months of 2024 are going to be really, really busy, but I... I'm very excited for that. Yes, I bet. I can't wait to see photos of the puppy and then, you know, later this year, catch up on how all of this, um, all these exciting events, how they went for you. So, yes. We also like to ask our guests as a, I don't know, a preliminary question here about their memory keeping bucket list. So is there a story that feels really significant or important that you want to tell, but for some reason you haven't yet? I think this is probably something that I've I've shared with a few friends and, of course, with, with my family. But I would like for people that are out there, I think for me it's I just want to make sure that everything that I do somehow has a purpose and people that are out there that maybe want to do more in in terms of scrapbooking or don't know how to do some things or how to achieve some things or cannot see results to things that they want to do. I think the story that I want to tell, and I cannot put it into either one mini album or one page, I need to find and I want to find the right way to do it is you can do it. You just it's a matter of knowing what you want to do, knowing where you want to go and what you want to achieve and make sure you have a plan. And as long as you have it, as long as you set up your goals and you work on them, it can happen, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited right now. And I am so excited about 2024. It's because Yes, things are happening, but it's not it has not been easy or as fast as I would mm-hmm. have wanted, it, but it can happen. So, I guess I guess that's what I want to say. I just need to find the right way to put it in, make it short, make it make it clear and you know, it's not making it I don't want to make this about me, but about, you know, combine it with, you know, I want to motivate you. I know that there are some people that, like me a few years ago, did not know how this worked, but wanted to be part of it. So I guess sure. that's definitely in my bucket list for 2024. It seems like that could be like an Instagram series or something where 
you are sharing like snippets of your story over time, but then leveraging those like anecdotes um, to provide a message to others of encouragement. Yes, it's it's. I have a few. I have a few ideas. I I uh-huh. still. I, I guess it's one of those that I want it to be perfect. I don't want to mess it yeah. up, or I don't want to come across the wrong way with mm-hmm. with this. So I want to make sure. But yes, you are. You're totally. You're totally on track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's. And then maybe if it turns into like something that you can create later, but sometimes we just have to get to get the words out and start letting the story unfold before it becomes a project in itself. So, well, that's fun. I can't wait to see what you do with it. So this is a My Way episode because you are our February featured artist at Simple Scrapper. And before we dive into our questions, I want to give a little teaser about what makes you tick. Right now, we're talking about habits. This is what we do always in January and February, the beginning of the year. So I'm curious, what has been successful for you in developing habits in your hobby? I think, well, first of all, having having a plan. Like every, by the end of the year, I normally set my goals for the following year, break down those into smaller steps. And those things that I know that once I achieve them count as those little victories that you can celebrate and somehow remind you that yeah things things can happen you can do it just keep going you're doing you're doing well so that's one thing i i need to make sure that i have those that i can see them and that i know where i'm going little things on a daily basis as lo- as soon as i'm done with a project i need to make sure that the desk is clean before I can start something else. Otherwise, I know that I walk past my craft room and if the pile is there, I try to avoid going in there and I don't have as much time as I want. So I need to make sure that whenever I have time, I can be, I'd like to be as productive as possible. So cleaning the space. Yes, yes. Write down the things um, and just try to have some kind of checklist that I can feel hey yeah this got done this got done these are the deadlines and things are happening you are you're a girl after my own heart so I definitely operate in a similar manner it seems like it doesn't take it only really takes one layout before stuff to start like sliding off the desk because we have so many different little (laughs) plastic things and then it starts stacking and then all of a sudden things are falling on the floor and you're getting frustrated so I I definitely like to always reset but as long as that happens in the middle of a project, I'm a very, very messy crafter. So that's fine. I'm okay with that. And I don't mind having to dig into all of the papers and embellishments to try to find that tiny mm-hmm. flower that I want. But coming into, and that's one thing, if I have not finished, I cannot just clear the desk in the middle of a project. I'm fine leaving the desk overnight as it is, as long as I know that I'm coming back to the same project. That's fine because somehow I know the mess that I left and I know where everything is supposed to be. That's okay. But if I'm going to start something new, even if it's with the same collection, I got to start fresh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back in time a little bit. 
Can you tell us how you got started scrapbooking? How did you first discover it and how your hobby has evolved since that time? Yeah, let's see. I started, I think, with, I started in high school, I want to say. And so when I was a kid, it was more about colors and I would love to color, draw, and cut. Fussy cutting has been a part of who I am since I'm a kid. But I started making cards in high school for for friends. And then that turned it into, once you get uh, into the senior year and all of that, that turned it into, okay, but we, we got to start adding photos. And again, I didn't have, back home, I didn't have the beautiful products, um, even though back then there were, it wasn't, they weren't as they are now, but it was mainly magazines and whatever you could find and you fussy cut those and make it look pretty or what you think it's pretty. So that's how I went from making cards to making, falling in love with mini albums. After that, I guess pocket pages was my thing for a long time. And I, did, I don't think I worked with 12 by 12 layouts until, well, I'd like to say 2015 maybe or 2016. But the, I would make, I would work on a layout every one or two or maybe three a month. It, it was mainly pocket pages and mini albums. So, yeah, years and years and it turned into... I'm a mini album lover for sure. Yes, yes, yes. I could definitely see that in your work. So yeah, let's dive more into that. Like what are you, how are you creating right now? The sizes of albums, the formats, are you still incorporating pockets at all? Um, And why is that your sweet spot? Uh, So mini albums, I'm not into pocket pages that much, like the 12 by 12 format of pocket pages, really. Uh, maybe here and there, but not as much. Uh, if I'm working on a 6x8 album with pocket pages or a 4x4 with pocket pages, I do like that. Um, I mainly like to create my own structures. I find a lot of joy, even though it's nerve-wracking and I never know exactly how it's going to turn out. I like to, I like the idea of making albums with shapes, either using cut files or the simple stories, chipboard frames for my covers, things like that. And I love the fact that it's a small canvas that I can feel that every page that I finish, it's something that gets done. It take me, it takes me, I think, less time or I feel less pressure if I have to create an album or I feel that I have also more space to tell the stories that I want to tell when I create albums. I started falling in love with 12 by 12 layouts when I took the Scrapbooking Cards Today class, the yearly class by Megan Andrew in 2021. Mm -hmm. I I knew that I needed to learn a few things um, because I was already working with design teams in 2020 and I realized that I could not survive 
by only making mini albums because I would not I would not have the time. It, and I wanted to create some other things, but I wanted to feel comfortable with making it. I wanted to enjoy the process before any work would get out, it, be put out there for for people to see. Like, how am I going to inspire anyone if I don't even know what I'm doing or if I don't even enjoy what I'm what I'm doing? So I took that class. I think was my first virtual class that I was immersed into from beginning to end, and I learned a lot. And things that that I still, you know, I still reference to that material whenever I feel that, hey, what what am I doing? What should I do? Or what can I do with this? This is the idea that I have. Let me. So I, I still refer to it. And that's when in 2021 with that class when was when I really fell in love with the 12 by 12 format. Um, until today, that's one of the goals for 2024 is creating more layouts. How do you decide what you're going to work on next? Whether it's going to be layouts or a mini album, for example? Yes. So the the collections normally are what makes me make one thing or the other. And the other big, big factor these days is time. So I know that if I have too many deadlines coming up soon, it is okay for me to work on a layout as long as I know that I'm going to dedicate enough time and that I'm going to enjoy it and, you know, do a good work. For design team projects, I normally or I tend, my first option is always a mini album. I try to think of a mini album first because I want to be able to showcase as much of the product as I get. I get a lot. I... I am very grateful for that and I want to be able to use as much of it and play with a lot of it. But sometimes I see a collection and I see uh, things or I have photos that I know I don't have enough to make a mini album with or I don't have a story or an event that happened at the time that I have to create something that I can put a mini album together. So it, it's a little bit of what I have to tell, how much time I have to create something that it's going to be, that that I'm going to feel proud of and yes, that I feel, different. yeah. And, and for me, the, the design teams, to me, those are jobs that I have. And I know that I have to be on time. I have to make something that, it's worth what I'm what I'm getting, whatever that is, if it's the product or if it's a design team that pays or whatever. And I owe them the best quality of work that that I can do. So yeah, time, photos, story, and the collections. It's what decides what I'm making. I think that's even for those who aren't part of design teams and don't have that factor. I think it's always that combination of factors. Um, and I think... I don't know. One of the messages that I'm always trying to communicate is that you get to choose because we don't always Mm -hmm. have the same amount of time or the same number of photos. And so what we end up doing with those is dictated by all those circumstances together. Yes, totally. So whose products are you completely obsessed with? I would love to kind of get more of a sense of your style. 
Yeah. So this one, it, it, okay. Let's see. I, as I said not too long ago, I have at least this year, I had from the end of last year, I have finally have the opportunity to be working with the companies whose products I love. Because of that, I've gotten to know, and I love those companies for different reasons and all of that. But so I currently work with Simple Stories, Pink Fresh Studio, American Crafts, and We Are Makers. I love, 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 love every single one of them. Simple Stories, they... They focus on the paper collections, the paper products, and they're always on point. It, their collections are easy to use, easy colors to combine, and you have a, a wide variety of products that you can play with. As I said, I love making mini albums and creating structures using their chipboard frames. Chipper frames are mm-hmm. definitely one of my favorite products from Simple Stories. And I love using their foam stickers for titles for my layouts. Um, so if I make, sometimes I make bigger mini albums just so I am able to fit their foam stickers uh, that sometimes get to be almost six inches wide. So that that is one thing I love about them. With American Crafts and We Are Makers, I love the tools. Again, I love making mini albums and We Are Makers make all of the tools that make Mm -hmm. that easy. Easy and I love their designers. I love Paige Evans. I've worked with her and I just love color. So that's that's one of the things. They also have a wide variety of products. And with Pink Fresh, I'm discovering a brand new world of, oh, I can use dyes more often than I did before. Because I'm I'm very paper. I'm a very paper. I love fussy cutting. I love creating my own embellishments. So with Pink Fresh, I am falling in love. I've been falling in love with the foiling and the die cutting and stamping and the washi tape and getting super beautiful embellishments in in minutes so and I also love their designs for for collections so those are the three companies that whose products I would always buy before I got to work with them I love that I love how you have distinguished those company styles as well, because that's not something I hear talked about a lot because, you know, one might appeal to someone more than another. And I would love to hear more of that conversation in the future to distinguish who who does more paper, who does more embellishments. Are they more dimensional or more flat? Um, I think yeah. that's helpful because you can't you can't always see that and feel that from the images online. Um, yes, you could read the description, but like, is this really dimensional? Is this more flat? Um, and getting Correct. a sense of it before yeah. it comes to your home. So yeah, thank you for that. One follow-up question I'm super curious about, particularly with the tools you were mentioning. What is your favorite binding approach for your mini albums? I love, I've been loving my cinch forever. 
and ever. And not just for mini albums. I do make my, and I've been making my own notebooks for for years, for work, um, especially. So, and when I was in, well, not for college, for my sister, I have, I've done those. So the Singe is definitely a must in my in my stash of tools and I I've also been this year I've been trying a lot of uh, the hidden hinges system and things that trying to find new techniques that don't require really owning a tool but that's more because I've been teaching a lot of classes and it's important for me to hey you don't need all the tools you can create your own mini albums. You can, of course, buy them, uh, buy a pre-made um, structure or album. But you can also make yours even if you don't own the tool. So I've been diving into a lot of trying to work with different structures and put together different kinds of mini albums, uh, even if you don't own the tools. But a cinch, you will always, I've had, different ones, uh, the bit, the original one, uh, and then now the multi-singe. Now I'm trying, thankfully, because I'm part of their design team, I've been using the thermal singe. So I've been having fun with that. And Wait, what? The, yes. Did you just say thermal singe? Yes. So what that is that? Is, <laughs> I haven't that even heard that one yet. I know. That's the new... The new a cinch binding um, tool, which is, it's just, as it says, it's thermal, is heat. You can create your own spines and bind your books as if they're books, the books that you find in the store that have the glue uh, binding on the spine. Uh That's what this new tool allows you to make. Wow, wow. Yes, Yes. So it is really fun. And I've been creating lots of uh, fun projects. I I made myself a sketchbook so I can, you know, have all the sketches for my layouts and all of that. And it works great. So fun. Of course, depending on depending on what's out there, I do like to try new techniques. I do like to if I'm going like right now, I'm talking to you about it because I've already used it. I've played with it and it's working. So for notebooks, for mini albums, for so many different things. So yeah, that's, that's, I do love We Are Makers tools. I will definitely link that one up as well as everything else you've mentioned in the show notes. Yes. Yeah. So that one is not even, it will be on, on sale by the end of January. So. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. We'll be there. So if we were to look through your pages and your projects, is there something that you always use or do? Yes. So you might see a lot of color and you might see a lot of layers. Dimension. Definitely something. Oh, and machine stitching details. I love using my sewing machine. But you will always see layers and dimension. I I love that. (laughs) I, I love creating embellishment clusters I love using flower or adding flowers or floral, creating floral clusters. 
you'll see butterflies. I love the effect that you get by only adding adhesive to the middle of it and having the wings yes. showing you that they're flying around the page. So you always, always see that. Definitely lots of color, layers of flowers. So yep. the challenge we created for our community, um, inspired by you, was to use butterflies on their page because yes. we noticed that was a huge trend <laughs> in everything that you were yeah, doing. Yeah, I'm actually, I have some layouts displayed on my wall. And as I was talking and saying all of this, I turned and I was like, yeah, butterflies, flowers, butterflies, butterflies. Eh, yeah, <laughs> that's easy. Flowers and butterflies. So yeah. the flip side oh of this gosh. question is, is there, is there something in scrapbooking that you have decided is just not for you? Like tried it, but I'm done with it. Not, not going to work. <laughs> yeah. A messy mixed media. And it took me some time. It took me some time to realize that I not having full control of how things are going to look makes me enjoy the process less. <laughs> so I I will use mixed media if if it's needed. I will use it if I feel like I, I will try it for sure. Like there is a new product that comes out, there are new inks or something. And especially if it's something from the companies that I'm working with, I'm always going to try. And at some point in my life, I went with the messy mixed media, heavy mixed media and the gesso and use all of this. and And it's... I like my pages to be a little bit more clean. And again, I feel that I have more control over that. I don't know if if I'm a... Pl- yeah, messy mixed media. No, that, that makes sense. I'm curious with your machine stitching, because I think there's kind of two schools. There's the, like... It's stitched, but it's very clean and precise, or it is totally messy, wonky, let's not care what the sewing machine is doing. Which which one do you prefer on your pages? Clean and precise. Even, okay. even if it's weird shapes, I would always try to make it to be an eighth of an inch from the edge of the page. Doesn't matter what the shape is. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> On that note, do you have any tips for getting that more clean and precise stitching with the machine? And I'm asking for future reference for myself because I tend to choose the messy version because the clean seems hard. <laughs> um, There's always, you know, just like the ends and all that on the right side. And is it going to come undone? And it's just, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that happens. I think at least in the beginning, I... I understood that it was more important for me to have that detail, even if it wasn't perfect, than mm-hmm. not have it. So I I made peace with the fact that I just needed to be patient and keep trying. And mm. right now, sometimes it's I do have to think if it's a circle. I know and I remind myself that I have to go a little bit slower to make sure that I achieve the result that I want. If I if it's one of those days when I don't necessarily care how perfect it is, I can go a little bit faster. But I think yeah. it's just try. I freaked out in 2022. I freaked out one day working on a design team project. My machine, my sewing machine broke. 
And I had a, well, I don't know if it was a panic attack or what, but it was a breakdown. And I tried to, okay, let me check if there are any projects that, you know, where I have not added machine stitching so I can at least feel inspired by that and I can work on it and keep working, decide if I keep working on this or I work on something new. And I couldn't find the project. So that was more depressing. Oh, but, wow. But that also made me understand, like, yeah, I guess I've been practicing a lot. And I realized that I can achieve the kind of result that I like. And I like my projects the way they look. And uh, practice, I guess, practice makes perfect. And that's, I don't sew on clothes. I never knew how to use a sewing machine until I started using it on paper. So it's not about knowing how to you I guess it's patient and patience not and practice, having shaky yeah. hands <laughs> I guess I hope that that's the answer I don't really know no no that makes sense for sure and I think that goes with a lot of different techniques that you're not you can't quite get it right that just means that you need to keep trying um because it's not like it's impossible my best example right now is I've been trying to do um jelly plate prints and I'm terrible at it <laughs> like things that always <laughs> stick and they don't come up and I'm not I'm just not getting the beautiful results that I see on Instagram and so the answer is not well that sucks the answer is maybe I just need to keep trying and be patient and practice yeah and I mean maybe by the time those people recorded their process they went through the same and until yes. they got it perfectly they didn't post that video and yeah it for yeah, sure. social media can be a little bit frustrating sometimes. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> both in the consumption and the production of it. Yes, yes. So you mentioned how you work full-time in the hotel industry. How do you find the time and energy for scrapbooking, particularly with so many like obligations that you've opted into? Well, first of all, my husband understands <laughs> that this that I do this because I have an end goal to make this a full-time thing. This is more than just a hobby for me. Mm -hmm. So I, and even though I've taken a lot of responsibility, I'm a deadline person. So I do like the fact that I have deadlines. That makes me, it makes me want to create, makes me, it, it makes me, get here in my craft room and really create and do things. It, and it's what makes me happy. If I'm having a sad day or a bad day, like I, or a frustrating day that like I had at work today, all I want is to sit here and create. So I think, I think that's what it is. To me, it's, it's more than, than just a hobby. And I have full support from my family. That that helps a lot. Do you ever feel like uninspired or not motivated? Or are you always eager to jump into your craft room? Yes and yes. And <laughs> so I sometimes, yes, it does happen that you're not able to to create your best piece of work if you sit down or you sit down and you see that 12 by 12 piece of paper or white cardstock and I, yeah, I, I feel I don't know what what to do. Um, 
So that happens. And then, but I always go back to thinking there is a reason what I'm doing, why I'm doing this. The end goal is there. I know what I want. I know that if I open, I love having the scrapbook and cards today magazine in print. I know that I just have to reach. I have it on display on my pegboard and I have to reach and find inspiration. If it's one of those days when I know that nothing is going to work, I sit and try to sketch. Or those are the days where there is always computer work to get done. There is always a photo to edit or there is mm-hmm. always instructions that you need to type from projects that have already been created. There is always a project that needs to be uploaded to whatever platform your companies are using. So there is always that kind of work that still make me feel productive, even if I'm not creating. And then hopefully tomorrow I'll be in a great mood or the next day. So, but always keeping the the deadlines in mind. And sometimes even that works in my favor. If I know that a deadline is coming up, even though I always try to work ahead, if a deadline is coming up or some something pops up, that makes me, it has to be done. I have to get it done. 99% of the time, that is what I need to get it done. So it's fine. Like There's how- always the, the good and the bad days, but... <laughs> Yes, for sure. Well, and I love how it always comes back. And I think sometimes we just have to trust that, that even if today is not the day, mm-hmm. the tomorrow or the next day will be. And mm-hmm. totally. Um, yeah, I just like, like trusting in that is always, is always really, really helpful. Yeah. And sometimes it helps to, okay, it is time to create something that I feel familiar with. So it is time to go back to maybe the task for today or that will help me will be creating a basic mini album structure more than thinking of what is the story that I'm going to tell. No, I like creating structures. I like, you know, getting the chipboard, cutting the chipboard and adding the tape or the glue, putting it together. And once I have the structure, probably by that time, I'll be in a great mood to, you know, keep creating. So the little things, as long as I think it's important to know yourself and to understand how you work, how your brain works, how your body works, and give yourself what you need at that time. Understand that it doesn't help to get frustrated and do probably nothing. If you know that by doing the little things, you're going to feel better sooner than if you don't do it, I think that's important. Understanding what works for you and what Mm -hmm. has helped you in the past to get back to it faster, so, or quicker. Oh, yes, 100%. Like, I think everyone needs to understand what makes them feel the most creative and gets them from, like, a zero to a 10. Because for me, it's actually messy mixed media. It's like painting and getting wet and messy, (laughs) even though I don't really like to be messy. But that's what does it for me and will always get me back, like, in the right mindset. See, that would stress me out so bad. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. And and it's different for each one of us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that definitely helps. As long as you know, you'll, you'll get back. So I'd like to transition a little bit to talk about organization. So are you a super organized person or a messy person? Like, give us some context first. <laughs> Well, it depends who you ask <laughs> and and what 
part of the house or what chores we're talking about. But in my craft room, I everything, even though it's not super organized all the time, everything has a place. It, I do like last year, was it? Last year, yes. So I have a pegboard on one of the walls. It's a big one. And I love having all of my embellishments there. That helps me also to stay motivated to see all the beautiful products that I get to work with. So I know that everything has a place. My adhesive has to have to be in a place. Certain tools have to be in a place. The machines that I use the most have to be within... I need to be able to reach them easily whenever I want. I need to see that all my collections are stored by collection and very organized until I get to work with them. I do love my project project cart by We Are Makers. I normally put there... I don't tend to accumulate a lot of unfinished projects, but I do put there everything that I need to work with next. Like I know Uh, that I have, okay, there are three or four deadlines coming up or projects that I need to make. Those are there. So yeah, I consider myself a very organized person when it comes to crafting supplies. What about elsewhere in your house? (laughs) Well, sometimes the laundry takes a few extra days, you know, because (laughs) yeah, uh, we do have a pretty good system, let's say in the kitchen, like I normally 99% of the time I wash my husband dries and we try to make sure that everything is clean and organized by the end of the day. Um, But yeah, I have to set up a schedule like, hey, it is time to do the dusting in this area. It is the time. So yeah, I need a little bit of help when it comes to (laughs) everything outside of my craft room. But we're getting it's, there. We we work yeah, as a team it's here. So interesting so. to like think about. Okay, we have these skills. Why do we prefer to apply <laughs> them in some places and not others? And I say that as someone who sounds a lot like you, and that my office tends to be pretty tidy. Other than like there can be piles that 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 amass pretty quickly, but the rest of my house like needs more help than my office does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if you were to show up unannounced. I'm not going to feel ashamed of how my house looks or feels. So that's, but I am not a person who deep cleans once a week, every single area of their, of my house. So do you have any favorite like organizing tips or solutions? You already mentioned your pegboard. Is there anything else in your space that has really worked for your supplies, particularly since you have so much coming in? Uh, Yes. So the... I have a Calyx unit, and on some of the cubes, I do have the stackable trays by scrapbook.com. So I can stack up to eight of those trays on each one of the cubes, and I can put eight full collections or most of it because sometimes the embellishments are on the pegboard, but I have the papers, the six by eight paper pads, and some of the embellishments that I don't hang on the pegboard. It, all of my cardstock is organized in rainbow order in one of those. Like, okay, all of the yellows are there. All of the greens are combined. But I can see the rainbow of cardstock and I know where to go if I need to use a cardstock. And I also have some of the IKEA trays. I don't know how those are called. But it it works the same way as the 
scrapbook.com stackable trays. So that's one yeah. thing that I'm really happy that I have and has really helped me keep all of the product for sure. I know if I look in one cube is completely simple stories. One cube is completely American craft. The other one is being fresh. I know where to go. I know that those things will be there. I do the same thing with, well, it's maybe not the best system, but I know where my dies are. I know where the stamps are. So I do try to to keep maybe, again, doesn't look the prettiest, but I feel that I, I got into, I have a system that works. And I know, like I said, my sewing machine is, I have, my desk is on an L shape and my sewing machine is to my right. And I know that all I have to do is turn my chair and my sewing machine is there so I can keep working. And I know that my adhesive are to my left on the third drawer. So it's easy to open the drawer and work on things. So I've been able to put things where, where it makes sense for me to have them. And that helped me work smooth, smoothly. Yeah. Smoother. Yeah. Make no. the process smoother. Yeah. I, one thing I want to underscore, cause you mentioned the project cart before, and then also the stacking trays that having horizontal services that can, that are places to put things away. So instead of having all the things pile up on our work surfaces, if we can have other horizontal places, that seems to be like really, really helpful for a lot of uh, paper scrapbookers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whether they, it's like, they definitely work for me yes, very well. Yes. <laughs> Because we're always in like various phases of ideas and we want to keep things together, but we don't want to put it away away. So, but mm -hmm. it can't, everything can't live right on our desk. So, Yes. Yes. Now my desk, the collection, it disappeared right after I'm done working with something. It disappears depending on where I'm at with the collection. It goes back to the stackable trays or the project card, or it goes in a plastic bag, still by collection. And then... In the basement, I was able to find some space where I try to also have a system uh, until I'm ready, ready to either donate the paper or create some other things with it um, that are, I don't know, personal projects that are different from design team. Sure, sure. So we have two big picture questions that I always like to wrap up with. Where would you like your scrapbooking to be in 10 years? Well, first of all, I would love for scrapbooking to be what I do from the time I wake up. Probably not until I go to bed, but I could say my nine to five is it's all around scrapbooking. And I would like it to be in education. So if I could combine my passion for education with my passion for paper crafting and scrapbooking. That is what I am working towards and what mm -hmm. I would like to see myself doing in 10 years. I love it. I can't wait to see what you do. And and finally, what has being a scrapbooker taught you? I okay. I think normally when we when we get to see the final, our final photos or pages, mini albums, or when we have our family members flip through the pages and see the things, you get to relive those moments and appreciate probably even more than when you're going through whatever it is that you're going through 
and that you're recording. So I think being a scrapbooker has taught me or has it, it's a reminder. I have now a constant reminder when I'm taking a photo of this is a photo that will be on a page or will be on an album. What I want, what do I want to remember about this and try mm-hmm. to enjoy it? Like what will be the picture that I will be or what will be something that I'll be thinking of when I see those photos? What will be the stories I'll be telling my kids? or my grandkids when when they're seeing those pictures and try to really enjoy it and live it, live the moment and enjoy the moment that way as I want to tell this story. I think that's... Oh, I love that. It makes me... Um, I don't mean this in any kind of like negative way towards others, but it makes me sad for people who aren't memory keepers because that's such like just an amazing like place from which to view life to view photos and to um uh be grateful i don't know it's just yeah it's just such a Mm -hmm. such a treasure to live from that perspective and so i'm so glad we get to do that as as scrapbookers and memory keepers yes i i totally and i'm happy for it and and sometimes yeah that's one thing that and those are some of the conversations that i sometimes have with my husband like okay we look at each other and it's like hey enjoy it like we're doing this or this is happening or hey we're about to adopt a puppy you know and we're looking at those at those videos or that meet and greet that we had last weekend was like okay this is happening I yeah it's it's fun it's and I and I do think that it's it's different and we get to understand sometimes what other people think well why you say hey for non-scrap for non-memory keepers it's a little bit different sometimes we experience that within our own families like mm-hmm. they don't understand and we we get to wow okay it we are seeing it in a different way we are living this and enjoying this in a different way because we know that we're also going to enjoy the process of recording these memories so it's it is yeah it's definitely different Yes, every moment has like we get a chance to revisit it. It's it's uh, yeah. it's really special for sure. So, can you share where we can find you online and anything that you haven't already mentioned that you might have new or coming up later in twenty twenty four? Yes, so we you can find me on I'm mainly on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, less YouTube videos these days than than I would like. But Andrea Lake Creates is where you can find me. If you type that, you should be able to see the Instagram, Facebook, and and via Instagram, if you go into the bio, it will take you to all of the uh, social media platforms that I normally try to post. And yeah, this year I will keep working with my favorite companies and there is one more so by by the time the episode is out uh, there is one more uh, team that I'll be part that I'm going to start being part of in January uh, that it's been a dream for me I've been looking forward to this for the past three years constantly working on it uh, putting all my love and passion into what I do and I will be part of the Scrapbook and Cards Today magazine design team. Oh, and congratulations. Thank you. I I love 
love, love, love this company, the work that they do. The I love the fact that this year as well, I'll be part of um, their Crop and Create event teaching. Again, it's been a dream of mine for a long time. It's been something that I've been wanting to do for a long time and it is happening. So that's, I guess that's, that's the one thing that is not out there just yet as we are recording this. Fun, fun. Well, I'm already signed up for that and I'm excited to see you again there. So, well, thank you so much for spending time with me. This has been such a delight. You, you, like you have no idea today what this meant to me. I, as I said, had a, had a rough day today, but this is exactly what I needed to get me back into, you know, now I feel motivated again. Like I feel that me too. Yeah, I can, <laughs> I can take my, you know, supplies and start working right now and feel okay and happy and in a good place. So you have no idea this has been great. And I really appreciate you taking the time. I am so, so glad. And to all of our listeners, please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. <laughs>